is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Proverbs 31.30 This is Faithful Women. So, we are starting chapter 8, and chapter 8 is on courage. Um, this chapter has... Um, I mean, it's pretty much what you would think, but it does have very good points in it, I believe. Um, it tells us that okay. it tells us that courage allows us to be fearless and brave in painful, difficult, or dangerous situations. Um, have y'all ever experienced having courage in a time where you thought that it was impossible? How about when I took Addie? Yeah. Yeah. So I remember this in school. 9 p.m. phone call on March 9th, and I have never had a child before in my life. Kenzie and Kayla were four and seven when I came into their life. Yeah. She was 13 months. I remember that Sunday school before, back when we had the old Sunday school, and you were telling us, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I was scared out of my mind, and when they called, I was like, okay, can I really do this? Am I sure I can do this? I don't like, know if I can do all this, great but who's going to? Yeah, it's like all great and planning, and then it's like, here you go. Here's, here's the baby. Yeah. <laughs> Figure it out. I mean, that's just like when you have them, and they're like, here, take her home. Figure it out. And you get home, yeah. and you're like, who let me have a life? <laughs> like, I take right? care of I make someone stay alive every day. <laughs> that was my thing was like could I really keep her alive it's like today when I, I left this morning to take her to her appointment because she had her well checked today at eight and I didn't get five minutes down the road and she started puking and I'm driving and she's in the back seat and I'm in the, the rental car so I'm spazzing out about getting puke everywhere in the rental car and then I'm also spazzing out because she's like choking on this mucus stuff and I can't oh, just you know stop the car in the middle of the yeah. road and I'm on the phone with Jesse and I'm just, I'm freaking out and I'm crying and I'm like, I can't do this. But guess what? God gave you courage to get through it, right? You got through it. Yeah. And I managed to make it through the entire day, cleaning her up and watching her throw up and getting thrown up on. And I haven't thrown up yet, which is an accomplishment to me. <laughs> yeah. For real. Hey, don't touch the TV. Um, I think about too, like, you know, just hard situations that life throws us sometimes. Um, I mean, just some days you go to work and you're just bombarded with way more than you anticipated. Um, or, you know, dangerous situations, um, painful situations, you know, it's, it's, you know, that old saying, they say, God gives you the strength or God will give you the, um, courage to get through it when the time has come you know and that's so true he really does and he always has um proverbs 12 4 there you that it says an excellent wife is the crown in her, of her husband and that's just the beginning of that verse but it talks about how we should have a backbone and be courageous so not necessarily be a um 
not necessarily be a doormat, but have a back door to stand up for the things of God that we should. Um, you know, we got to stand up for the gospel. We got to stand up for what's right um, as far as what God's Bible's, you know, the Holy Word says. So um, there's a lot of things I actually listened to today um, in the news. I kind of listened to some Christian podcasts that talk about the news. Um, with the biblical perspective and um they just kind of really talk about events and there are some things that um could happen that are very terrifying um in the school setting which would affect my entire life um and also our children's and um so you know there are things that if they pass and um they start allowing <clears throat> for example if they start allowing little boys and little girls to go in the same bathroom, Miss um, Aarons is not going to be okay with that. And I'm going to have to find out how to um, have another job or I'm going to have to quit my job and homeschool my, ch my children. Um, me and Jason talked about this morning, you know, we're just going to have to figure that out if the time comes. I hope to goodness that Mississippi would never pass anything like that and that our school district wouldn't. But, um, if the time comes, that's my breaking point. You know, I'm not going to um, ever have my child have to question what is a boy or what is a girl because the Bible clearly lays that out and I want her to feel safe and that's something that goes directly against the Bible. So, um, yeah, that's something I would definitely have to have courage in if that time were to come and we'll just pray that it doesn't. Um, however, um, on page 60 of the, of the book, it's talking about you should stand fast and to stand fast is to hold your ground and not yield. And like I said, there are situations where we should stand fast and especially it seems like in today's society, in today's world, um, those stand fast moments are coming and, um, you know, we may see and we may not, God may allow them to happen. God may keep them from happening. Um, but whatever he chooses, whatever his will is, we have to know um, to use the Bible as our guide as to when to stand up um, and not make it a preference thing where well, I prefer this or I prefer this and I'm not going to listen to the government. I'm not going to listen to them. Not necessarily that, but when it's asking you to sin or when it's asking you um, to do something that's directly against the Bible, that's when it's time to stand up. So on page 60, there are some Bible verses and I'll go ahead and read them. First um, Corinthians 16, 13 says, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. So if we're brave and strong, we're not sitting here fretful and fearing um, about what's to come because we do know that God's sovereign and that he will help us and give us courage when we need it most. And then in Philippians 1, 27 through 28, says only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or I'm absent I may hear of your affairs that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind striving together for the faith of the gospel and not in any way terrified by your adversaries which is to them a proof of perdition but to your you of salvation and that of God and then in Philippians 4 verse 1 Therefore, my beloved, I longed 
four brethren, my joy and crown. So stand fast in the love beloved. Or, sorry, so stand fast in the Lord beloved. Um, it's telling us, you know, keep our courage in the Lord and um, to stand fast and really to trust in him more than anything. Um, on page 61, it's talking about, um, you know, God, how, of course, he's, he's the one who gives our strength and it's by his power, not ours, that we can have courage. Um, because there's always going to be times when we're going to feel vulnerable, where we're going to feel, um, we're going to feel vulnerable or we're going to feel overwhelmed. Um, but we have to remember that it's his strength and not ours. So it tells us, um, that, you know, we should, let me go ahead and read it. Of course, like all virtues, God is our example, and he is the one who gives us strength by means of his power and might to obey all his commands, including the command to stand fast and to be brave. And then it says, consider these references below, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is when Paul is being persecuted. Um, but guess what? He isn't sitting there running away but he is relying on God to strengthen him in that. And then in um, Ephesians 3, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. And then in the same chapter, Ephesians, or the same book, Ephesians 6, 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Deuteronomy 31, 6, be strong and of good courage and do not fear, do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Hebrews 12, 12 says, therefore strengthen the hand which hang down in the, in the feeble knees. And then the last verse it gives us for this reference is, wait on the Lord, be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Um, you know, there's a time, well, going back to Ecclesiastes 3, 3, or Ecclesiastes 3, the whole chapter, it's talking about how there's a time to die and a time to live and a time for this and a time for that and a time for this. There's a time to have courage and there's a time to wait on the Lord. You know, there's a time when our country is going to look crazy and there's a time when we should stand up for what's right. There's a time when we should, you know, not try to fight battles that aren't ours. Um, but, you know, regardless of whatever's going on, the most important thing these scriptures are telling us is to obey God's command, stand fast, and be brave. Um, do y'all have any other insight on those verses or about that command so far? We're on page 61. I mean, like, when I teach my kids, I'm like, raise your hand if you want to talk. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I think it's pretty clear. Like, yeah. just lean on him through your courage, and, and that's where it's going to come from. Your courage is going to come straight from God. It's not right. something you have. 
Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I write down. You know, our source of courage is God. It's from God, not ourselves. Because, you know, a lot of times where, especially as women, we are the ones that try to um, figure things out. And so we don't have to figure it all out because God's going to give it to us. It's his courage that we're going to get, not ourselves. It's not of our own strength. And then the next thing I wrote down was we are strengthened by other saints. So, you know, that's what this group is for. Um, we can fellowship with each other to bring strength to each other. Um, you know, that can grow us in every way. Um, just our spiritual virtues that we should have. That's what this is growing us, you know, us women. And then the book talks about, you know, fellowship with saints and also by preaching of the word. So, I know we all go to our church and we all hear the word, not just once we hear it, you know, through our daily reading. And we also hear it um, when Pastor Jason preaches on Sundays. And then we also hear it on Wednesday nights when he preaches. So, um, you know, use that word, um, reference that word, look it up for yourself. That's why I really like our Sunday school because we get it, get the chance to read it and then also talk about it and, y'all know from this Sunday, I love to talk. Um, so, uh, I, I love any chance when I get to try to say, Oh, I want to answer that question. You know, it's like I get to be the student for once and, um, answer the questions. <laughs> so I just love being able to talk about it with all of y'all because, um, you know, there's just different viewpoints or takes that we could all have. Um, not that we're having different interpretations by no means, but, um, you know, we can read the Bible verse and talk about it, ask questions, and have different viewpoints um, that others might not have had. I know Miss Linda said something Sunday about the chapters that we're in in Acts and talking about how this could be the very first um, fight against, you know, grace and the law. Um, and I hadn't saw that perspective before, or I didn't see it. But that was just a good kind of pinpoint. And then as I was reading this morning, actually, it was talking about um, Paul being persecuted um, or they were willing to persecute him again. And, um, you know, he was like, by what means? Like, you can't, I didn't do anything. And, you know, he's like, you're trying to, you're trying to, um, you're trying to judge me by the law when you're like, Oh, disobeying it by doing that. Um, so I have more to study with that. I'm kind of like definitely paraphrasing, but y'all see the point, like it sparked in my mind, um, something that I hadn't thought of. And so I really enjoy getting the time to do that. And that's why I think, you know, Sunday school, that's fellowship also. So the fellowship of saints and then also by preaching the word, that's how we're strengthened. And that's why I'm so thankful for our church, even though we have a little church. Um, we have very faithful people and um, very strong members who are all in their word. And I think that's amazing. So that's a little plug for our church, I guess. Um, but on page 62, um, Acts 14, 21 through 22, it was talking about... Um, you know, we're being strengthened by saints. And it says, and when they had preached the gospel to that city and made many disciples, they returned to Lacerta. 
y'all I can't pronounce these words um yeah it something else with the eye and Antioch strengthening the souls of their disciples exhorting them to continue in the faith and saying we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God um you know it talks about and then in Acts 28 15 it says when Paul saw them he thanked God and took courage there's nothing like seeing your fellow saints um being in the word and just getting encouragement from that and through their preaching um <laughs> and you know we're reading through acts right now <clears throat> and that's kind of what i was just talking about obviously but and these verses are from acts too just farther on down um so do y'all have anything to add to that as far as being strengthened in by preaching and saints and these verses from acts I can't see you, Laura Beth, so I don't know if you do. Yeah, I got my video turned off. <laughs> You'll just have to unmute yourself if you want to talk, okay? Because I can't see you. Me? Yeah. Because I can't see Am you. Am I muted? Me. Oh, maybe you're not. I have my video turned off. Uh-uh. No. Garrett's mama showed up and took Sadie inside, so I'm good. Oh, okay. Sweet mama. I know she's <laughs> the best. <laughs> Um, and she brought me plunder, so I mean, I don't know what that means. Is that cleaning? She brought stuff? me jewelry. Oh, okay. <coughs> cool. That's really sweet. I always yes. like her. Okay. Anyways, back to this. Anyways. <laughs> um. So, reading about the saints who laid down their lives for the gospel is encouraging. You know, we talked about. Um, people who i mean this this sunday school we were talking about stephen who literally laid down his life for the gospel i mean we can surely say no i'm not gonna sin because i believe in the gospel if somebody is willing to lay down their life like how encouraging is that that just gives us all the more strength um hearing from these people um it talks about how courage and faith go together. And on page 63, it's talking about Abraham. And it says, Abraham did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened <clears throat> in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that he, that what he had was promised, he was able to perform. Romans 4, 20 through 21. And then it says, it's important for us to remember that last little bit, what he had promised he was able to perform. And then, honestly, y'all, I didn't realize how much all this is relating to Sunday's um, um, service, but, you know, we can look at the promises that God gave us. Jason preached on that Sunday, um, what are the promises of God, and we can look at that and have hope and all the encouragement in the world, knowing that God's going to finish our sanctification and we're going to get to be in him, be with him one day in heaven. Um, so I was going to say, whoever had nursery could go back and listen, but we were all in there. So we're good. Um, Tori, go back and listen. Jason will put it up on the podcast. We have a reality church podcast now. 
So go okay. listen to the um, sermon from Sunday. Jesse usually pulls them up, and then I'll get him to send me the link. Yeah. Tasha, did you want to um, add something in? I did. No. Okay, I didn't know, like, you went like this, so I didn't know if you were, like, raising your hand or, like, pushing. No, sorry, I was relocating. <laughs> oh, goodness. Y'all like remember I like teach online, so anything y'all do, I'm going to be like, was that, was that something? <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, okay, so um, then we go on to the part that says, when do we need courage? And then it talks about we need courage if we're afraid if we're sick, if our children are sick, when we endeavor new things, um, I mean, it can be as simple as teaching online. We need courage. I need courage every time I get on here because y'all are my age. Y'all are not little children um, that I could like mess up something. Y'all know I mess up. I'm fallible human, but um, more so than that, I'm blonde. So I mess up. I can't oh pronounce gosh. the word. Um, so, but y'all notice these things as my little kids don't. So I have to have courage with that. Being blonde is not an excuse. Well, I use it all the time. And then I've just started using pregnancy too. That's my other <laughs> excuse. <laughs> That's why I can't oh remember doing anything. Sunday where I was practicing a new, well, it wasn't even a new song. It was an old song. And I couldn't remember where two chords were. And Garrett's like, are you like just you can't remember where they are and I'm like I just really can't remember where they are like I just don't know he's like maybe you just have brain fog I was like I just really don't know what's going on but I'll blame it on the pregnancy hey what else when in doubt just blame it on something else anyways that's not biblical sure. so don't take that advice but um and then we also need courage to defend our faith there are going to be times, um, like I keep saying, I don't mean to harp on it, but it just seems to be so prevalent right now. Um, it seems like as a Christian, almost that you almost can't have a voice or that you shouldn't because it's infringing on other people's rights or their, I don't even know how to word it, but it's almost like you can't stand up for what you believe because it's they don't say it's wrong, but it's offensive. Well, the gospel was offensive. Um, and I'm not saying to go out and be turd heads, but, um, when it comes to the gospel and what the gospel says, we don't need to, um, we don't need to water it down and we don't need to make an excuse for it because it can defend itself. And we don't need to compromise. That's the word I was really looking for. We do not need to compromise the gospel for the sake of anybody's feelings or anyone's um, preference, I guess. Um, and then on page 64, it's talking about have courage and not fear as a woman. And then, you know, in the beginning, the chapter was talking about how courage isn't something that usually you would relate to a virtue that a woman, a woman would have. Um, so, um, I, I liked it. I thought that it was pretty good that it brought it out. Um, because, you know, it talked about how a lot of the times we just should, um, sit back and be quiet. And that's a virtue that we should have and, um, let the husbands do the work or the men, you know, but 
God didn't call for that. Of course, we should respect men. Um, we should respect our husbands, but we should also stand up for God and not be fearful to do so. Um, and then it talks about on page 64, we can't prevent fears from coming. We all know that, you know, something can blindside us and, you know, fears just happen. But we can get the grace, strength, faith, and courage to not let those fears come into our hearts and minds. So the very moment that we, oh no, have that fear, we can pray. Um, and something that really helped me, you know, I had this thought that was just like bombarding my mind and I talked to Jason about it and I was like, okay, so this is just like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like I can, but I can't. And Jason's like, well, just tell God, like, you know, ask God to forgive you for those thoughts and ask him to help you with it. And I was like, forgive me. What? Like, what did I do? You know, like, I'm just having these thoughts. I'm not the one, you know, like in my first reaction was like, what? But then I tried it. I was like, God, forgive me for thinking like that. Like, that's so wrong. That's so far off of your plan for me. That's so far off of reality. Help me to get my thoughts straight, to understand what you say about this problem and what you say about stressing over this problem or having anxiety over it. Help me to understand that and to process that and to really apply that. And um, I can honestly say that's the first time I've ever been able to have a problem leave my mind um, because before I was taught like two different things for one you just pretend like it's not there um which is totally wrong because it's it's there we need to identify it um but two i was taught rebuke that in the name of jesus rebuke it rebuke it rebuke it well guess how far that got me um even more so worse that's not even a word but even more so like down in that rabbit hole of chasing it because i'm sitting here the whole time trying to rebuke it while it's on my mind and then i'm like oh man i need to rebuke it rebuke it rebuke it well guess what i'm rebuking nothing because guess what god didn't give me the power to rebuke anything i need to pray for him to handle the situation because i don't have the power to rebuke like i can't say get out of my head in the name of jesus like what what you know like when we look back at that um movement or um whatever you call it, I guess word of faith, gospel, not gospel, whatever they call it, word of faith movement. Um, you can't speak things into existence. And I learned the very hard way of that. But um, now, you know, I've, I've used a different um, avenue, which is the right avenue to pray about it, but not pray for God to rebuke it, but pray for God to I actually first ask for repentance because it's the wrong way of thinking and then ask for him to take it over and to help me with it. Have y'all ever dealt with anything like that or kind of had to learn the hard way of how to deal with different thoughts that come into your mind? Oh yeah. Okay. I've, caught, I've struggled for forever with like, my past and trying to forgive myself for my past mm -hmm. and it took me forever to just finally like turn it over to God and anytime something comes up and I start thinking about it, I just 
pray, God, please take these thoughts out of my head. Mm -hmm. Please help me deal with it. And I don't necessarily like want to forget because it brought me here, but I don't want to think about it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you, Betty. Like, it took me a really long time to get past my past. Um, yeah. As far as everything. Well, I mean, most everybody on here knows everything that I'm referring to. But um, it took a really long time to get past that. But I think I did it a little different than you did because I did it in more of a way like, I wanted to be able to move past it to where I could use it and it not hurt me or hinder me, but actually help me because the career path that I chose in psychology and being in clinical therapy with mental institutions and especially, you know, if I do go into children's services, then I want to be able to use my past so mine was more of giving it to God and figuring out how, letting him show me how I could use it, talk about it, let it be part of who I was without it damaging me more. Yeah. 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 Mine was a guilt thing, like guilty for allowing myself to make the decisions that I made. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. Completely. I had a lot of, I had a lot of guilt over things that I now understand that I should have never been guilty over. And I blamed myself for a lot of things that I, yeah. I had no control over, which I still do that, especially like with my, with my brother's death, I still struggle with blaming myself and feeling a lot of guilt there because I didn't reach out or like, I didn't spend as much time with him. Hattie, quit touching the screen. <laughs> um, don't do that either. <laughs> I didn't spend as much time with him that last year when he was sober because I was so afraid of him backsliding and I didn't want to be part of that and I didn't want to be around it. And then when he passed away, it was like, well, those were times where I could have built a stronger bond with him or spent more time with this one before I ended up with her. And, but at the same time, I had to come to the realization that God had a plan for everything and the way things went were exactly how he wanted them to, no matter how much they hurt me. Right. And that's so hard to come to that decision. Very much so. Yeah. Because I, I still struggle with Russell's death, but, and again, I have this cute little thing that, you know, <laughs> drives me insane and is going to drive y'all insane beating on this window because it's no. the only place my phone gets Casey. Hey, baby. Oh, she got mad a minute ago. Laura Beth was talking and she couldn't see Laura Beth's face. <laughs> Sorry, baby. <laughs> um, I know that my situation isn't, doesn't really compare. I mean, nowhere to the magnitude, but, um, you know, before my dad passed away, it was my first year of teaching. And so that year of teaching, I was so stressed out and so overwhelmed and so anxious all the time. I would come home and it was just, weighing me down like I didn't do anything but worry about school and those children and how to be the best and I literally gave my life over to teaching that first year it was just so overwhelming to me um and I let it just allow me to lose control and then I look back and I'm like that's the year 
that I had the last year I had this been with my dad. Like, why did I not use those times? Like, why was I so worried about something so stupid? Like anybody could do my job. Why would it, why did I, you know, use my time that way? Um, and so I regret, I know we've never talked about it, you know, me and you, Tori, but I regret in kind of the same aspect of not spending time with him because you know, that's the last time I had, and I was so worried about my own self and my own problems and my own career. And then I just look back and I'm like, man, I could have had so many more memories. Um, but God has a plan and, um, I have to trust that. And, you know, that was probably just looking back, you know, of course, hindsight's 2020, unless you look at the year and then don't, but, um, oh my <laughs> You like that pun, didn't you, Betty? But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so back on track. Um, I look at that in all seriousness, and I really think about, like, that probably helped me detach myself. Um, not that it was right for me to stress that much over my job, but I wasn't as close that last year. Well, I was very close with my father, but as far as like, I didn't go fishing with him that last year. I didn't do the things that I had always done. And I don't know, maybe if that's just some way of it making it easier for me, um, you know, just being used to not being around him for long periods of time. Um, you know, I don't know. We'll know maybe in heaven, maybe we won't, um, you know. I know one thing I have learned through a lot of this and especially through more of our more recent like Sunday school services, Jason's back to basic stuff, things like that. One thing we tend to do, especially as women, that we have, I, I don't want to say have to stop doing because I don't want it to feel like a, like a command, but is something we should stop doing is comparing our problems. Cause like, like you said earlier, your situation, you said may not compare in you know in size or magnitude but at the same time it kind of does because your pain just because your situation is different than mine doesn't make my pain worse than your pain or worse than Laura Beth's pain just because I went through more than Laura Beth did or more than you did or you went through more than I did doesn't mean anybody's pain or anybody's circumstances are less than the others because God's going to use those in the ways that are going to work for him so while your situation might have been a smaller situation, it may have more amplified ripples in the long run than mine does based on the way God uses it. Yeah, that's really good insight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Thank you, psychology major. Good job, smart girl. <laughs> okay, hey, I don't have my boots on. What does that mean? I don't get your jokes. Huh? It means y'all getting too deep. Can we see this, everybody? It's like a comedy show on here. <laughs> I can't see. Yeah. Laura Beth's face popped up. <laughs> Actually, not Laura Beth's face popped well, up. Well, Adeline is pulling out an entire roll of paper towels in my living room. <laughs> At least she can still use them. Addie Boo, what are you doing? She's doing whatever oh, I want. <laughs> and then you can't get them back on. They're just right. That drives me crazy. Yeah, that's my problem right now. You know, the OCD thing's going to kick in. Just let her oh, play with man. that. It makes me so mad. She's in a good mood and she's playing and she's not crying and she's not throwing up. So quite frankly, I don't care if she destroys the whole world. She'll role. probably use those again if she does throw up. So just keep them right there. 
Hopefully she won't. Yeah, I got a carpet clean. She has thrown up in like five places in the oh, floor. Man. man, oh man. All right. Need some sawdust. So, <laughs> um, I, we're at the end, page 64 and on over to 65. Um, it's talking about First Peter 3, 5, and 6, um, Sarah's daughters, and it says, For this manner, in former times, the holy woman who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and do not, and are not afraid with any terror. And then it's talking about, um, you know, like I said, we can't prevent fears from coming, um, and banging at our door, but we can get the grace, strength, faith, and courage to not let those fears come into our hearts and minds. And then the holy woman described above were known women, sorry, were known for their gentle and quiet spirits, <clears throat> which is very precious in the sight of God. In First Peter 3, 4, a gentle and quiet spirit is a good defense weapon against fear. It is a spirit that is trusting God and resting in him. It is not all churned up like white caps on a lake. When we trust God, we are able to cast out fear. First John four eighteen. And then it says, if we allow fear to come in, it requires a great deal of strength to cast it out. But we can, especially if we pray for courage. And that's what we've already talked about. We have to pray for it. We can't cast it out of ourselves. Um, we're not little gods. Thank God, because I don't want that pressure. Um, but, and I mean, more so reasons to thank God that we're not little gods. But, um, you know, we just got to remember our courage from, comes from God and that we can pray for courage um, and that we don't have to rely on our own strength for it because God's going to give it to us um, because he has in every situation up to this point and he'll continue to do so. Um, there have been times when I've had to face times when I never thought that you would ask me, you know, I know I'm going back to this again, but um, it was it was hard to lose my dad, of course. It was hard to lose a baby, our first baby, of course, but when Jason lost his mom after all of that, I just came to a point. I was told my mom, I said, I just need to get on medicine. I can't, I can't physically handle, emotionally handle my husband having to suffer what I have suffered. I can't not watch him do that. And mom was like, um, you better get over it because you're going to have to, like, you're not getting on medicine. You've never had before. And she, you know, your courage comes from God, not man. It doesn't come from medicine. It comes from God. Um, and I'm just saying, you know, medicine, as far as from my perspective, from my life, my personal life, um, it wasn't the right choice in that situation. And so, um, you know, cause I wanted, no I, offense to that. Right. Well, I wanted my reasoning for wanting to take medicine was wanting to escape how I felt. And well, um, I actually am one of the few people that study psychology that believe that it's not all about the medication, that if you find the root of the trauma, you can heal most of the issues without medication, that medication is a tool to be used for a short amount of time. Right. Well, I didn't, I was wanting to escape that and that's not the right um, avenue to go down. And I needed to be able to handle it or I would have a lot more repercussions coming, um, 
you know, farther on down the line. So God gave me courage to get through that. That's something that I never anticipated, but I also when it got here, never thought I could handle. And, um, somehow I don't even remember those days, but, uh, I did it and we got through it together and God gave me the courage during that really tough time. And I can't even explain it. Um, so, you know, they talk about the peace of God that passes all understanding. Well, I really think it's, it's probably not in the Bible. I can ask Jason later, but you know, there's also courage that comes from God that we cannot explain. Um, and so I just want, you know, to focus on how God's been so faithful to us and, um, given us courage in times of need is, is such a blessing and such, um, an honor of how much he loves us. So that brings us to our questions. And the first question, it says, what are some areas where you could grow in boldness and courage? Being more confident and having more courage to stand out and speak against the crowd right now, especially is going to be a big area for us. Right. Yeah. Like I feel so. Jason kind of called me on it. Saturday at Addie's party, Poppin' came on, and I was like, oh, we probably shouldn't play this, and he was like, why not, and it's really been bothering me, I shouldn't have turned it, I should have let, let it play, and got some people thinking, but, what is that song, that's a well, I made song? a few comments, I, I, I spoke with the girl that was there and told her, I was like, look, I, you know, I know we asked for music to be turned on and that was fine. And I didn't give you specifications or anything. Um, and she said, I am, I am very sorry. I could tell the music irritated you and a couple of others. And I said, most of it didn't. I said, but I should have never, don't ever let a 16 year old pick music for a two year old party. But he wasn't popping like a Christian song thing. though. Yeah, it is. But it, yeah. That one was, but the whole thing started because Michaela right. picked some but songs. Poppin addresses all the major cultural issues for today. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't know. You didn't want to go there. I well, didn't I mean, want now not I'm to your birthday party, but. Right. Go listen to it. It's amazing. And that's what I was talking about with the courage factor. Like where I work, there's not even just where I work, but in mental health period, there's so many people that it's really hard to speak openly with or to even to because you have those lines of work. Yeah. Like work versus being able to minister like that. There's a line there, you know? So that's hard. Yeah. Too. I think Tori froze. You know that, or oh, she's yeah. looking at me like she's mad. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And There's that's she. great and all, but you have to be so careful with it because right. there's that line that you're not supposed to cross and that it's okay to cross, but you don't know if it's okay to cross it with every person because there's so many of them that don't believe in God or that question it deeply or that believe you know the old school traditional way that we used to look at right. or I even work with a bunch of seventh day adventist <laughs> yeah okay I laugh. I don't, I'm not laughing at that I'm laughing at y'all 
I end up with a lot of patients that are what's known as hyper-religious and yeah. you have to be really careful with them, especially like the authentic hyper-religious people, not the ones that they just slapped a disorder on because it was the easiest way to handle them. Um, Cause that my, is the most overused disorder there is. My sister went through that on a medication she was on. It like caused her to, y'all just it's don't crazy. even know. The, it, like, the legit hyper-religious people, it is amazingly intricate how deep their delusion goes. They believe that they are Jesus Christ or incarnate or they are biologically related to Jesus Christ or that they're an angel or something along those lines. And when you question that and push that delusion, it really causes a lot of issues. Addie, you can't sit in yeah. my lap with the chair. My sister didn't believe that. But she like got to the point where she believed she could see black smoke coming out of people and that they're they were completely evil I like no y'all just don't yes. even know how bad it got it was absolutely insane there are people that are like that there are some of them that believe that they can see demons and they it's can really tell even which funny, like truly believe in god and don't it's really yes, sad it, like, people are such led astray by like legit wolves like it's really sad yeah. And I feel like people probably think we're super religious because we're standing up for the gospel and what the Bible actually says now. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, I had a patient um, about a month and a half ago um, that was very similar to us. Like the what his way of thinking was very similar to ours and they, they classified him hyper-religious and that's when I, I, that's when I decided I had a problem with that diagnosis because it was overused like you can't diagnose someone hyper-religious just because that's all they want to talk about that's the only kind of music they want to listen to that's the only kind of books they want to read that's not hyper-religious that's just dedicated right well, I mean the Bible one of the ten commandments is love love the Lord God with all your heart mind and strength that's the so, kid Bible um, verse this week, Betty. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Woo! Look at us learning, ladies. <laughs> I actually hadn't even looked at it yet. So. <laughs> it says Jesus replied. <laughs> um, crap! We just went over. Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind." And I think I got those two backwards. But anyway, um. Yeah, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Thanks, Jolene. But yeah, the whole point of all. Even that. though you didn't join, Jolene. Sorry. Um, the whole point of all that was just to explain. I I think that's an area we definitely need to work on is having more courage to stand up for our beliefs. Yeah, and what I, wrote, what I wrote down was, you know, I want more boldness of the Bible and the knowledge of it, and that's only going to come from. Um, of course, the Holy Spirit illuminating, but also myself getting into it, you know, to understand it more. And I feel like I'm doing better at it now than I ever have in my life. So I just got to keep on keeping on and um, growing in that. Number two says, have you allowed yourself any areas of weakness? What can you do to overcome these things? Yeah. I don't read my Bible as often as I should. What can you do to overcome well, that? Sorry. Read it. No. Dedicate uh -huh. more time. Yeah. Which well, I'm hoping after tomorrow really balances out well. 
because I'm really hoping my interview goes good. Quit touching the screen. Hey, look at that. Um, sometimes if I don't have time, I'll listen to it. There's, I can send you, it's, it's like a podcast, but it has the day and it has all four scriptures of the day. So you just, oh, yeah, that's really helpful. Day. Yeah, that would be super helpful. Cause you know, I drive 45, almost 50 right. minutes to work and back. Well, we do Arlie's um, family time. We do the morning one on the way to school. We do the, the evening one on the way home from school. And we literally live five minutes from school, but it gives us enough time to talk about it. There might be times when we have to sit in the driveway and continue <laughs> talking because Matthew's long sometimes, <laughs> but um, most of the Genesis ones we can get done before school and talk about it and then kind of ponder on it all day too, you know? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, that's good. Cause I mean, I, I'm running out of things to read and listen to it on my way to work. So yeah, I can send you some podcasts too. I got you. Thank you. Hi Garrett. Have you listened to a bod yet? Yeah. I love them. Did y'all um, sent it to me last night. I need to go listen. Who to did? It. Garrett. Oh yeah. So I love abide. Um, I was about to show y'all like I had my document camera, like I was like showing y'all because <laughs> that's what I do at school. I'm like, look guys. But um, okay. Small town pilgrims, of course. That's a good one, Tori. <laughs> they talk about your husband all the time. <laughs> And I, told her, not I, said, me. I said, like, that is so offensive. Y'all just make fun of Jesse. And they're like, Jesse's like, Jesse loves it. I'm like, but I don't like, it's so offensive to me. And they're like, it's hilarious. They think Jesse loves it. I'm like, and I just want to ask Jesse, like, and I have before, I'm like, are you okay with this? Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that they he, make fun of your nub and your ears. And I'm sorry. And he just laughs. He's like, I love it. It's so funny. I'm like, well, I'm glad you do because I was yeah, very he, concerned. He's going to stop being really a friend one day. Do what? It really doesn't bother him. Funny. I, I can't see He's going to stop being their friend. He's going to be like, I can't not. take it no more. <laughs> It really doesn't bother him. If it isn't bothering him by now, it's not going to. Um, this about I'm perfectly really good. fine with it because he does it all the time to us. So. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Trying to tell Prego to start like watching my sugar and salt. I'm like, who are you? Don't talk to me. Um, At least you don't have to. You need to start watching it. You're about to do your. Be there. I got a whole month before that's coming. I, I can get it together. Um, I'm gonna get my life together before then, okay? Then there's this one, the reality church sermons. And then what are you doing? Anyways, I can send y'all these. My favorite, obviously, I talk about all the time. Sheologians, they're my fave. Some of the things I don't like, there's always something you're not gonna agree with on something, but um she is is it Dr. James White's daughter? Is that right? Yeah. 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 Don't touch the screen. So she's very pretty, pretty solid. Um, okay. The last thing. Well, my answer for that was the area of weakness. I think it's the same as your story. Um, confidence and then staying in the word. I think that's the same. Um, number three, do you give way to peer pressure? Oh, yeah. Who said that? Is that you, Tori? No, <laughs> oh, that <God>. was Betty. 
Betty, that was like you enjoyed it. Remember that sermon in Romans when it talked about um, you're still living in sin and you loved it? What did you do when you lived in sin? You loved it. No, I'm just kidding, Betty. I'm just kidding. That's My what- biggest thing is like the hardest thing is when people are like gossiping at work. Like I have to physically walk away I'm like, you know what? And sometimes I do give in and I'll be like, oh, no, she didn't. <laughs> I think that's every female. It's something about gossip. And then you walk away and say, God, please forgive me. That was a really stupid choice of mine and help me to be stronger next time, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I try to tell myself, if I don't know everything that's going on in this clinic, I might can actually work here. But if I know, <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> oh, geez. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I need to know so I can have an excuse to leave. But then I'm like, oh, I'm but I got feel. My job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I'm the same way. I, every time there's anything that goes on, it's like, what happened? Like, you need to tell me because, you know, I don't want to be here anymore and I need to leave and I need reasons to leave. And the more you tell me, the more I find that this place is just not what they yeah, said they were. Yeah, that's how gossip the works. It builds and it builds and it builds and it <laughs> causes all these yeah. things. A lot of my gossip is firsthand and it happens directly to me. <laughs> um, Sorry, y'all. Addie spilled an entire Mountain Dew, so I'm attempting to clean it up with the paper towel. It's just not back up. You already just rolled them up. I was going to say, I told you you would need them. told you. Can't say it. No, I'm still learning this mother thing. (laughs) It Um, didn't come as natural to me as it did to y'all. Maybe it ain't natural about it. You gotta figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, I had to unmute to say not natural for me either. (laughs) (laughs) Trial and at three days old. At three days old, when (laughs) Jason goes back to work, and I have this little human that will not stop crying, and I'm like, what did I do? who is this who am I what is my life turned into like I cannot survive yeah I almost killed Sawyer the first night we came home Betty don't ever say that in public this is recorded oh no no the truth I'm pretty sure every parent has hit that point are you You did what I can't hear you I put him in the bed with us Oh. And then I woke up to him under the covers. Betty. Um, and then we went to Tupelo that night and bought a Um. This is why I have the outlet monitor already purchased for Fisher. <laughs> That's why you don't, I don't have sleep. a monitor. Addie's loud enough. We hear her just fine. <laughs> This is that little sock that goes on their foot. So if something got over their face, that they that it'll alert you to go get them, or if they stop breathing or something. Oh, no, Addie, Addie puts the cover over her head. Arlie, like, that. she will have her entire body uncovered and the cover laid across the top of her head. And I'm like, I really don't like this. You got to take the cover off, and she <laughs> screams at you and goes, "No!" Puts it back. Arlie's favorite thing right now is getting pillows and like putting on her head i'm like stop yep so, yeah Addie does that when you take the cover away especially in the morning because she doesn't like mornings and she doesn't want to get up that's right she said lights off 
<laughs> yep. Addie just, she's great. not sleeping good. So when she finally does go to sleep, then when it's time to get up, she's like, no, I'm no. And she'll, <laughs> she'll tell figure you, it no. out. <laughs> um, oh, karate's let now. All right. Last question is list your fears and pray through the list, asking God to give you boldness and overcome your fears. Confess those times that you have not stood fast and thank God for his forgiveness. Now look at your opportunities and be bold in him. And I just think that that can be a personal thing. And now we've learned that we can confess those um, fears or concerns or wrong ways of thinking and ask God for courage to guide us on that. So do y'all have anything else y'all want to say or add to it? I really enjoyed this one. I will say I've enjoyed how open y'all are and how we were able to really talk. Um, and it wasn't just me talking. I love that for sure. So. Okay. I have to go. Addie has to potty. Sounds good. Thank y'all for meeting. Okay. Can I look? Bye y'all. Thank you. Bye right, guys. Claire, sweet girl. <laughs> Okay. She says no. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. All right. Love y'all. Bye, guys. See y'all yeah. next time. See ya. Bye, Rita Clear. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy our study. Join us again.